Your Life by Design presents the Expansion and Evolution Project. In this podcast series, I interview women who have decided to shake it up and redefine what it means to be successful and lean into a mission-driven life. These are women who are on a soul expansion journey. They left what was familiar, made a pivot in their career, and followed the calls of their soul. Listen to their journey, the lessons they learned, the doubts that they moved through, and how much more expanded their life feels just by leaning into their desires. Be inspired by their story so that you can begin to take those steps that lead you to redefining your own life. This process of expansion and evolution is the core of my work and how I came to create my Meet Your Edge experience, which takes you through the edges of your potential and onto your next evolution. I can't wait to share this with you. Stay on to the end so you can access my complimentary expansion evolution workbook with journal questions. Now let's begin. Allie, thank you for coming on the and being a part of the Expansion Evolution Project Series. I appreciate you making time. I Are you in a different time zone than me? What time is it where you are? I am. I'm in the UK, so it's about 4 p.m. at the moment. Oh, oh I love that. Oh, I love that you made time because it's 10 o'clock in the morning here. So I appreciate you making that time of your day to come on. I wanted to talk to you on this because you had said that you now help women in a journey, guide them in their own journey of pivoting of the pivots that they're going to make. But I would love to hear more about what you currently do. And then we'll jump into after that, what you did before, but what is it that you currently do right now? Sure. And thank you for having me. It's really lovely to be here and to be talking to you from across the other side (laughs) of the pond. I am an intuitive soul coach and empowerment alchemist. So what that means is I help people, not just women, lots of women, yes, and also other genders, to release the conditioned BS so that they can learn to live from a place of heart and soul. They understand who they are and don't pin everything on what they are. And that often leads to quite big pivots in how they're living their life. I love that. I love that so much. And that is a big part of this whole project and podcast series and a big part of what I do. And I have a program coming out called meet your edge. And it's all about that deconditioning process because there's so much conditioning, right? And there's like generational conditioning and there's so much that we think we need to do. And we're calibrating to other people's expectation as opposed to calibrating to our own. And I love that. So it's so very much aligned with what I do before you did that. What did you do? What were you, what did you pivot from? What did you do before? Oh, I fully worked for the man. I worked for the system. (laughs) I actually trained as a children's mental health nurse and had a 20-year career in our health service, supporting children and eventually adults too and families in meeting the challenges of their mental health and their emotional well-being. So setting up services eventually for actually for a charity, for the charity, a charitable organisation to support people who need needed the help earlier on. Mm. Uh, Is it um, to like social work, like what we would consider a social worker in the US? No, although there were although I had lots of social work colleagues. So my training was as a nurse and I moved from my career took off and I went from being a nurse on the wards with children who were very poorly in an inpatient setting in, with their mental health to working for a little bit in child protection and mental health issues 
and then being a service development manager. So we had social workers on our team and support workers and other clinicians to try and create this really integrated way of working with families, which was, and it would, you know what it was, I loved all of my jobs for lots of different reasons, but it got to the point where I just couldn't align with the system anymore. Mm-hmm. We, as I'm sure you do in the US, funded projects, funded services all have limitations. And I found that we were being required to work with parts of people rather than whole people. Yeah. And that just didn't work for me. Didn't work for me at all. It felt intuitively and inherently wrong because we can't compartmentalize all those bits of ourselves into neat little packages actually we're all in everything and so I stepped away from the big systems and chose to go in my own direction I love that I resonate again with that story because I have a training I've been for about 20 years as a speech therapist a pediatric speech therapist and one of the things that someone had brought to my attention is that we've been coaching families from the beginning. Like you're working with a child, but you're basically working with the whole unit. And I've always taken a very holistic approach to things like in terms of the whole body and my additional certification in this field is all about recognizing the whole body. But I, for me, realized that being a speech therapist was a big part of my identity And then when I started doing identity work, I just, it wasn't fulfilling me as much, but it's always been about guiding someone. It's always, I said, helping people find their voice, whether it's speech therapy or coaching or whatever. And I also like from my own experience and talking to other people, and it sounds like I can see this with you as well, that we all have these gifts, right? We're born with these gifts. And I feel like bringing back the whole conversation about conditioning and paradigms, it's like, we have these gifts and we, we, put it through the filter of the conditioning. You have to go to school to be something. What is it that you're going to be? You're more likely kind of go into a field that speaks to those gifts. And then at some point you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) these do speak to my gifts, but not entirely. I don't feel as fulfilled. And so your journey from being a nurse to now doing what you do, which is it's so different, but yet also very similar. I would love to know, like, when did you decide did you completely walk away from it? Were you doing a little bit of like intuitive coaching on the side while you're being a nurse? And I would imagine that intuitive coaching came in within your field anyways. I would love to a little bit know how, like, how did you, how did that journey look for you? It was like, looking back, it's really easy, isn't it? Yeah. In our reflect, in our reflecting and with hindsight to see the common threads all the way through. So I've been coaching all my life, kid in adolescence that everyone spoke to who was feeling rubbish or who, I don't know, was ready to come out or had something that they needed to just be heard and seen on. I was always that person. And people describe me from a very young age as a witch. And (laughs) I see, I seem to have this intuitive sort of claircognizant, clairsentient ability Mm that I couldn't label or name at the time. So my my sort of professional career in inverted commas looked very linear. It was um, a movement from my initial training to some promotions, to some more training, to some promotions and ever expanding areas of responsibility until I just couldn't do it anymore because I just couldn't fit into the box that 
I was being asked to fit into. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel intuitively to me to be what people needed. And so at the time, I began to look around for much more holistic ways of working. And in fact, the first step I made was to retrain as a clinical reflexologist, which is an, en an energy practice and a somatic based practice. And so I was working part time at the time because my kids were like two and five. So I was doing this year's training to become a reflexologist and grow that business around my part-time work and my two tiny kids so it was like yep. midnight one o'clock in the morning trying to work out how to create a website all by yourself territory and so I eventually grew that business to be so successful that I was able to step away from my part-time salary job I managed to make the same money as my corporate salary in the first 12 months of making that bit of pivot and then of course I come full circle because I'm running this really busy reflexology clinic and realizing that a lot of my clients as well as the reflex they are also coming to receive and to be a part of what was essentially a coaching conversation mm -hmm. I was always interested about what went on beyond the treatment room what else I could do in my conversation with my clients to help with their overall health and well-being. And I went back to refresh my coaching training because I'd been trained as a professional coach in my previous career, but from very much from a holistic well-being point of view. And that was then when I then grew my coaching business. Mm. And since then I have sold my reflexology business and now I am just ever expanding in mm. terms of the tools that I pull in to use um, with clients, everything from all of my mental health training, of all yeah. of my therapeutic skills training, to my sort of holistic understanding of body, mind and soul through my reflex practice, and now much more of a spiritual and integrated awareness and inviting people to tap into that very core mm -hmm. soul and body view of the world. I... <laughs> Love that. I, like everything you're saying resonates so much with me. I love that. Like you said, that, like you're still ever expanding. And I think like, we're always expanding. We're always going to take what we've learned in with us. And then we're going to expand more. And so sometimes we have these, we put limits on ourselves, and then that's when the doubt comes in. And then like, we feel like we can't, we have to stick doing what we're doing. So it sounds like you've made some different pivots there from having your reflexology business to like doing this. Along the way, it seemed sounded so seamless. Of course, we hindsight's 2020, we're able to see how everything was aligning and how it all worked out. But along the way, I would imagine there might have been some resistance or doubt that you had, or even like skepticism from family or friends or people wondering like what you're doing. And I would, could you paint that picture for us? Like, what did that look like? And how did you work through that doubt? Because so many people are too scared. Like it's what I call you meet your edge, you're on that edge of expansion, and you either take that step over into the next like level or you stay where you are but it's a very it can be a very scary part for our nervous system so I would love to know like how did you how did you work through that I would imagine your tools your somatic tools were probably very much at use at that time absolutely and I think the pivot from corporate as it was but eventually the corporate job into the reflexology business 
that was a real need of mine. That was a, there was, yes, there was all these doubts. There was all these limiting beliefs like, oh my God, is it going to work? Am I going to get any clients? I had lots of fears and doubts around, can I make the right income to pay the mortgage and put food on the, in the kids' bellies and yep. all of those kind of really Maslow level, root chakra level wonderings, if you like. And so I did two things. One was I maintained my part-time salary um, until I reached a tipping point where I couldn't grow my reflex business anymore without stepping back from my corporate job. That was one thing. And the second thing was, and this isn't for everyone, I would say. So I actually looked at worst case scenario. So I asked myself, okay, what if it all goes wrong? What if I don't get any clients? What if I can't make the money? What if? And I've worked it all through. And I came to the, I came like to the bottom line was, if it all goes belly up, I'm a trained nurse. Yes. Get work like that tomorrow. I can regroup, re review do all the read reflect look at what next if it all goes wrong and that gave me at the time I was sitting in with quite a lot of anxious thinking as well so that gave me the sort of security that I needed at the time when it came time to move from the reflex business to my soul coaching business I already had my own coaches by then, and so I used all of the tools available to me to explore my mindset, to energetically call in what I needed. I had a really strong daily practice by then where I was doing lots of visioning work, manifestation work, logistical, tangible, practical strategy work, and really starting to map out the specifics. But I did also go as far as having a tattoo on my arm which says faith over fear because it reached the point where I had to make a choice I either do this thing that I feel so intuitively called to do the, the person I came here to be or I stay safe get back in my box and and essentially live a life of disillusionment because that's those I felt were the two choices. And I really had to, I really had to take long, strong, hard look at what am I choosing for myself? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. What are you choosing for yourself? I oftentimes will, if it's like in this, that pivot as well, I'll often picture myself being 90 years old and I'll ask, did I regret going for it or did I regret not going for it? And like 100% of the time it was like regretting not going for it. And that's, that's my kind of, um, same thing as what you're doing. What if it all goes down? That's my shift perspective, which just, it literally takes this massive, what feels so massive. And it just brings it down to like a little blip in time, which is, I feel like so helpful to put that in perspective. True. And the, uh, I, I, so I, separated from my husband a couple of years ago and we are now very nearly divorced and I asked myself a similar question at the time I asked myself when I when all this is when all this is done and I'm looking back what do I want to be able to say about how I handled it that Mm -hmm. guided my all of my decision making 
all the way through that and three very clear um, mantras that I lived by. So using these kind of blended tools, asking ourselves this sort of level of self-inquiry is really important. And I always come back to that Mary Oliver quote about what will you do with your one wild and precious life? Because this is our only incarnation for this this lifetime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What will we do? What piece of advice would you give those who are in a similar position, who spent the money on their education, who have spent the years owning their craft, and now are just like, this? I don't know, this is it. And I feel so called to explore something, but I don't know. I spent so much time and money on where I am right now. What would you, what piece of advice would you give those people? There's so much that I could say to that. <laughs> the one thing that has struck me throughout my whole sort of working life is that nothing has been wasted. So mm-hmm. my nurse training, my, I've got three degrees in yeah. mental health, but, and I'm now no longer class myself as a mental health worker, except of course I am because I use all of that yeah, stuff of course. in my yeah. work with humans. And it doesn't matter what industry we've been in. If we're coming to a pivot in life, it doesn't matter what our path has been before, we will all be carrying really important lessons and skill sets with us because of where we've been. And we will, there's no such thing as coincidence. Like this path is actually set out for us if we just follow the signs, right? So if we're feeling this calling, that's our nudge from universe to go, okay, let's explore this. And if it helps people's sort of nervous system regulation, Think of it like a childlike curiosity. What can I, what can I go and, how can I play with this? What what can I go and explore in that direction that I feel called towards? What would feel good for me for right now? Mm. That's always the question. What's my right for right now? I love that. And then Ali, my final question is how do people find you? Like how would they get in touch with you? Best place is Instagram, especially if people want to ask questions or chat. I'm always in and out of my DMs and responding to people. And it's lovely to connect in that way. So I'm at Ali underscore night underscore coaching on Instagram. And I also have a website, alinightcoaching.com. And there's lots of information on there. Lots of freebies, lots of value. And lastly, I launched my podcast about six weeks ago eight oh, weeks congratulations. Ago. I know isn't it a beautiful thing to do I love it, it is I love it so I'd love people to listen to that and that's called the truth about you and it is literally designed to help people question their conditioning and start to ask these really important questions of themselves and tune into what it is who it is that they are and what they really want that's beautiful I'll put all that in the show notes so people who are listening can quickly easily access all of that and thank you again for your time, Ali. This has just been like just a 20 minute conversation, but I feel like you and I can chat about this forever. Yeah, <laughs> so me too. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Expansion and Evolution Project presented by Your Life by Design podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these amazing guests and their journey to living a mission driven life. If you're interested in your own expansion and evolution, then go ahead and download my free workbook that is exclusive to this project series. I have some incredible journal prompts that will have you thinking about your own ability to expand and evolve. 
And if you're ready to take it a step further and work with me, then check out my new program, Meet Your Edge, a powerful, individually curated three-part one-on-one container designed to help you meet your edge and propel you towards your ultimate potential. It combines human design, rapid resolution therapy, and created for the woman who is ready to recognize her gifts, stand in her power, and take ownership as the person who thrives in a mission-driven life. You can grab the link to this program in the show notes as well. I'll see you on the next episode.